is a refugee? Um, from my understanding, a refugee is someone from a country where they're trying to escape um, like persecution or like um, like unlivable conditions or things like that. I think it's in the title of your podcast. Is a, It's a displaced person seeking refuge. You're listening to Seeking Refuge, a podcast sharing the human stories of refugees. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we're doing something a little bit different. We're asking and answering questions with our fellow students at the University of South Carolina. Last December, our team decided to talk to some fellow students on campus and see how much they knew about refugees and let them ask us some questions as well. This episode is a compilation of these interactions with some helpful context added in to give more answers. We want to warn you in advance that there will be some background noise, but it's just the hum of an active college campus. We were on Green Street, which if you aren't a USC student or alum, is the street right outside our student union, where tons of fun gatherings happen on campus. The day we were tabling, there was even another student group next to us selling mango lassies to raise money for refugees in Colombia. You might be able to hear them if you listen hard enough. I can confirm personally that they were tasty. Several of our team members participated in setting up and helping with the interviews, and you will hear the voices of Isha, Claire, Anusha, and Patrick as we go. As always, I'm your host, Aiden Thomason. All right. Who is a refugee? I'm a social work major. It's okay. Okay. It's anonymous. It's anonymous. All right. Yeah. Uh, refugee. It's coming from someone uh, another country, um, seeking asylum. Um, I guess someone that like, not like hiding, but just needs resources and like can't have access to them. Um, from my understanding, a refugee is someone from a country where they're trying to escape um, like persecution or like um, like unlivable conditions or things like that. So do you know what determines who is a refugee? Not really, no, to be honest, no. Okay, awesome. So it's basically someone who is um, fleeing persecution from their home country um, and they're heading to um, seek asylum in a country such as the United States. Claire gets this one right on the nose. According to the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees, the arm of the UN, which is essentially the international authority on displacement, refugees are people who have fled war, violence, or persecution, and have crossed an international border to find safety in another country. A forcibly displaced person, by contrast, is a more general term that includes people who have never crossed an international border, as well as those who have. These people that have never crossed an international border are called internally displaced persons, or IDPs, This term forcibly displaced also includes people who have fled for their safety but might not meet the international official definition to be legally considered a refugee. You will probably hear people colloquially call any category of forcibly displaced persons a refugee to refer to the aspect of movement from home because of a grave threat. For example, the term climate refugee has become very common recently. It refers to people who have been displaced because of a natural disaster, famine, flooding, or some other byproduct of climate change specifically that has made their home unlivable. While these people are forcibly displaced and cannot return home, their situation is not included in the legal refugee status according to the UNHCR. To clarify some of this, our next question refers to the specifics of refugee legal status. We're just kind of trying to um, 
let people ask and answer questions that they may or may not know. So I'm going to ask you a few questions, and then if you have questions that you're wondering, you can ask me. Okay. Um, so the first one is um, just do you know what criteria someone has to meet to be a refugee? Um, I believe they have to be leaving like an unsafe environment, but that I could be totally wrong on that. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, it's basically um, someone's leaving an unsafe environment due to war or persecution because of their political identity, their religious identity, their gender identity, or something else like that. Do you know the UNHCR's criteria? I do not. I don't. Okay, Ethan. Uh, who do you think a refugee is? Do you know the UNHCR's criteria uh, for a refugee? No, I don't listen to lists made by the UN. Um, <laughs> but I do think it's someone who has been displaced. Uh, don't you have to be fleeing from violence and you're displaced from home? Yeah, basically. So you have to have a um, well-founded fear of uh, persecution. That could be religious, political, gender, anything like that. Um, I know that they, to be a refugee, you have to be like kind of displaced um, mm -hmm. by war or some uh, serious circumstance. Um, what those circumstances are, I'm not like 100% clear on, but um, yeah. I know it has to be some, like, something like really serious. Yeah. Basically, um, someone has to have a well-founded fear of persecution is like the UNHCR's language um, based on like political identity, religious identity, gender identity, um, belonging to a certain ethnic group, things like that, or be they could be a victim of war as well. Uh, and also, I know you have like four minutes to get to class, but three. Um, do, you, three, <laughs> do you know the uh, like criteria for becoming or being identified or categorized as a refugee? If you are forced out of your home country because of some situation that popped up. So that is true. But you also have to register with the UNHCR. Oh. Yeah. So thank you so much for answering of our course. questions. <laughs> Go run to class. Thank you. UNHCR's criteria for determining refugee status refers to the legal or administrative process in which governments or the UNHCR decide whether a person who is seeking international protection is considered a refugee. To fit into this category, one must have a, quote, well-founded fear of being persecuted for reasons of race, religion, nationality, membership in a particular social group or political opinion. This definition was laid out in the 1951 UN Refugee Convention, which defined refugee status for the international sphere after World War II, and it continues today. This status can also be applied to those who are already outside of their country of origin and are unable to return there due to, quote, serious and indiscriminate threats to life, physical integrity, or freedom resulting from generalized violence and events seriously disturbing public order, unquote. This definition does not always fit everyone who is fleeing home, so there are a few other legal categories for forcibly displaced persons. Um, I'll ask a follow-up if that's all right Go with ahead. you. Go ahead. What are the differences between a refugee, an asylum seeker, and a migrant? Okay. All right. Refugee, asylum seeker. Asylum seeker is coming. It's an immediate uh, person coming, needing, uh, I'm guessing, the U.S.'s help. Uh, immigrant, someone coming from a country looking for economic prosperity. And refugee, I don't know the difference between refugee and asylum seeker. 
I think a migrant voluntarily chooses to leave their country and that leads to an, an asylum seeker and a refugee. Yep. Um, I feel like there probably is some overlap. I don't know the exact differences, but I'm guessing maybe an asylum seeker is more... No, I don't know, actually. I feel like, to me, when I hear the two, they sound the same. Okay, I think a migrant is someone who just, like, has no permanent home and just kind of keeps wandering from place to place. And a refugee kind of, like, stays in the area, I guess. I only know what an asylum seeker is. Kind of. Um, but honestly, yeah, in my mind, they, they do get kind of clumped together a lot. Um, I, I know that... Um, well... You know what? I yeah, I guess not. Not it's not so clear in my mind. No. Um, do you know the difference between a refugee and an asylum seeker? Um, a refugee is looking to like start a new life, right, and get residency, or no? I don't know. Um, yeah. So refugees are. Um, well, actually, both are. Okay. So refugees are looking. Um, refugees have registered with the UNHCR to say that they can't return home, need to go somewhere else. Um, and then an asylum seeker is petitioning a government saying, I want to live here and I can't live home and here's why. Okay. Uh, do you think you know the difference between a refugee, an asylum seeker, and a migrant? Um, I actually do know this one. You know, okay. I'm, I don't. Um, the I imagine like a migrant, you know, a refugee could be a migrant, but a migrant, it's like a square is a rectangle, but a rectangle isn't a square, you know, okay. it's that kind of thing. And an asylum seeker, um, I don't know the difference between a refugee and asylum seeker, but um, one seeks asylum and one seeks refuge, I imagine. So uh, the main difference is like a refugee is recognized by the UNHCR for being displaced from their home uh -huh. country, whereas like an asylum seeker is waiting for that recognition oh, okay. um, oftentimes. And do you think, uh, in your opinion, a lot of college students know these differences here in our campus? You know, um, I mean, I think we all know the answer to that question, which is, of course, not. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ethan. That's all. This rectangle and square analogy here is actually perfect for this question. A migrant is a catch-all term for anyone who moves for any reason, whether conflict-related or not. Migrants can be people who move for economic reasons, refugees, or someone who is forced to flee but doesn't necessarily fit neatly into one legal category. Like, for example, many displaced Venezuelans who are fleeing disease or food insecurity caused by the government, but not direct government persecution. It can be confusing to understand the difference between a refugee and an asylum seeker. One thing that makes it easy to differentiate is to remember that the term refugee is a legal status that is granted to someone by the United Nations after they have been vetted and provided proper documentation. An asylum seeker is someone who is fleeing their home country to seek refuge in a different one, but their claims have not been decided by the UN. An asylum seeker is someone who is fleeing their home country to seek refuge in a different one, but their claims have not been decided by the UN. And sometimes the categories that asylum seekers can use to seek refuge are a little more flexible than the refugee definition. For example, people sometimes are able to seek asylum due to domestic violence in their home country. In other words, not every asylum seeker will be recognized as a refugee, but every refugee was initially an asylum seeker, and both are migrants. Do you have, if you're not in the country, would you, can, are you only an asylum seeker, or can you be an asylum seeker already in the country? Um, that is a great question. I'm yeah, take I this. Know how to, um, so basically, pretty much how an asylum would work is you would go, like, you get to the country and then you petition the government. So basically, you would have an immigration case 
um, in court where they would decide whether your claim is valid or not, which means that a lot of countries, so a lot of what you see in Europe when votes are getting pushed back is because they don't want to allow people to get to the country so they could apply for asylum. Um, it is a human right to be able to go to any country and petition for asylum, um, but the U.S., for example, has the Remain in Mexico program, so they'll tell um, asylum seekers to stay across the border in Mexico, which is technically against international law, but it is something that countries still do. Um, but you have to be in the country to apply for asylum. That's a great question. Yeah, awesome. that was. Next, we asked students which refugee crises they were aware of around the world. Yeah, so what refugee crisis are you aware of right now? Um, I know in Burma, I think, they're... I have heard of, like, I think they're called, like, the Karen people. Um, I don't know exactly what's going on, but I do know, like, from student organizations on campus, like, there's one called Gamecocks Aiding Refugees in the Carolinas. They help support, like, um, having protests at the State House for um, the Karen people. Um... She's referring to protests that took place in the spring after Myanmar's government was overthrown in a military coup, greatly endangering minorities there. It was organized by Columbia's Karen community with help from Carolina Survivors Clinic and Gamecocks Aiding Refugees. For more information on these protests and Gamecocks Aiding Refugees, check out our episodes titled Myanmar Protest at the SC State House and our Gamecocks Aiding Refugees Student Spotlight. That's the one that I'm like most confident in, so yeah. Um... But I do know that also in South Carolina, there are a lot of, or in Colombia, actually, there are a lot of refugees from Burma and South Sudan and um, the Democratic Republic of the Congo. And there's some other countries, but those are the main ones that come to mind. When you think of, like, the most prominent refugee crisis that's happening right now, what country or issue do you think of? If you have any... This is just from the news, but I guess, like, <laughs> Middle Eastern countries and, like, people fleeing from them and coming here, I guess, or like in other parts of the world. So how much have you heard about like, you know, the refugee crisis or is there any specific um, uh, conflicts you know about? Yeah, the most recent one was, uh, I believe, like Syria mm-hmm. and then uh, all the Latin American countries coming up. Um, I try to avoid the news, yeah. honestly. <laughs> um, if it's significant enough, people tell me about it. Yeah. That's kind of how I'm approaching it. But when I was plugged in, yeah. Okay. Those were the two. That's interesting. Yeah, those are both very um, prominent conflicts still. There are no right or wrong answers to this question, but when you think of the word refugee, what part of the world do you associate with that word? Kind of everywhere, you know. I feel like there's a lot of political turmoil uh, or various other reasons why people would uh, leave their home countries. Um, So, yeah, everywhere, I guess. I think of Middle East immediately is Mm -hmm. what I uh, think of. Other than that, just sub-Saharan Africa, maybe. Around the world, more than two-thirds of all refugees come from just five countries. Syria, Venezuela, Afghanistan, South Sudan, and Myanmar, according to Amnesty International. Refugees can come from anywhere, evidenced by the fact that these five countries span across four continents. In the U.S. resettlement, in U.S. resettlement specifically, From 2010 to 2020, the top five nationalities of resettled refugees were Myanmar, Iraq, Bhutan, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, and Somalia. By next year, the influx of Afghan refugee will have pushed them to the top slot, as more than 75,000 have arrived since August, and the U.S. plans to resettle more this year. 
How many refugees did the U.S. settle this year in 2021? I have no idea. All right, great. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, so if you could guess, how many refugees do you think the U.S. settled this year in 2021? Okay, Just make a on. guess. Let me, let me, you know, my brain juice is flowing. <laughs> um, I'm going to say 8,952. Okay, cool. I love okay. how specific that is. This one is actually pretty close. We only settled 11,411 refugees in the U.S. in 2021, falling short of the refugee admissions cap of 62,500. The cap for 2022 is set at 125,000, but many experts worry that refugee agencies will not have the infrastructure to resettle that many people. These agencies are mostly nonprofits, and they are currently suffering from growing pains after four years of slashed funding due to historically minuscule refugee caps with the cap for 2020 being a mere 15,000, the smallest ever. It is important to note, however, that 11,411 is the lowest number of refugees ever resettled since the creation of the U.S. Refugee Resettlement Program itself in 1980, despite the cap of 62,000 not being the lowest cap in history. Thank you. Okay. You were kind of close. It was 11,445. Boy! <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. So I was uh, wondering, do you think South Carolina has like a relatively large refugee population? I'm going to say yes, because you I was on Green Street and I went to Gamecock Sighting Refugees and they told me how many refugees there are in Columbia. Do you remember that number? No. <laughs> I do know there are refugees in Columbia. Um, well, I haven't met too many. I have met a few. Um, just... Um, Honestly, I don't even remember where I've met them. But, um, no, yeah, I have met a few people. Um, I want to say I met somebody from Syria uh, a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I haven't met too, too many refugees in Colombia, but I, I know that there is, like, a at least somewhat of a refugee population in the city. Um, I would feel like no. I don't know why. Just maybe, like, the location I feel like wouldn't have a large refugee location yeah. but I'm, I don't know we don't have um a high concentration compared to some other states like California and Texas and um somewhere in the Midwest but we actually do have a pretty big refugee population here in Columbia um and then in Greenville um there's resettlement agencies all around here do you know anything about refugees in South Carolina or if we have many in Columbia uh well, I know we have a homeless problem in some, in Colombia here. Mm -hmm. um, besides the Native Americans we kicked out a long time ago, I don't know of any refugees here. Yeah, well, we actually have, um, recently I was doing research on it, we have about like 1,600 um, refugees. It's nearing 1,000 um, that are like placed here in Colombia. Okay. Um, and we have like a smaller um, amount than other states, but we do have a pretty prominent um, refugee population, especially in bigger cities like Greenville. Yeah, I wouldn't so. imagine anyone would choose to uh, come to South Carolina if they're a refugee. You know, they'd go to a bigger state or something, but yeah. I guess it makes sense. Yeah. It's kind of based on where the nonprofits are located. Mm. So we mm -hmm. get some because we have um, Lutheran Services, which operates in South Carolina, but like bigger cities that have more, we'll get more. And what's the uh, like organization here? Uh, Lutheran Services of South okay. Carolina. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or of the Carolinas. Um, and I guess my final question is, do you know, um, how, do you know if there is a large refugee population in Colombia? 
I honestly I wouldn't know. I would assume that there's probably some about anywhere you go, especially probably in more urban cities. I would assume there's yeah. probably more refugees, but I don't know any numbers at all. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, I recently um, was actually doing research on this, and we have the most recent number was about um, like 1,600, so almost 2,000 refugees. Okay. Um, coming from different areas, mostly Democratic Republic of the Congo. There's refugees from Myanmar. Claire is right here. To be exact, 1,662 refugees have been resettled in Colombia since 2002, and more than 400 Afghan refugees will be arriving in the next few months. Yeah. So is there any questions you have for us? I'm curious about those uh, Democratic Republic of Congo and Myanmar. What's, where are they primarily seeking refuge from? Are you aware? Um, so in the Congo, I, so I actually interviewed um, a man who was coming from the Congo last year. And typically he was making his way through different, um, when you become a refugee, he had to go to different refugee camps um, throughout Africa and then eventually made it to, I believe it was um, Senegal? some um, I think like somewhere in Northern Africa um, before he got to come to the United States. And they ultimately flew him to, um, I think it was near Georgia. So yeah, that's usually how they would get here, so yeah. The episode Claire is referencing is her interview with Ephraim Bugumba entitled Music and Moving Forward in our third season. Also in our third season are interviews with two Rohingya activists from Myanmar, Yasmin Ula and Mohamed Rafiq. Next, we ask students how much they see refugee news as they go about their days. Do you feel like you're, that there's a good amount of awareness about the refugee crisis? Do you feel like you see news stories about it, other students talking about it? Um, I do see Instagram stories about refugee crisis. Uh, as for news, I don't keep up with the news that much, um, so I wouldn't be too sure about that. But yeah, I do see people posting about it. Yeah. Is there amount. anything in particular you remember from seeing people um, post about? I have about? seen like the the Tigray, the mm -hmm. Tigray. I'm not yeah, sure how to Tigre, pronounce yeah. it. The Tigray um, crisis, uh, and then also what was it the Palestine, mm -hmm. Israeli conflict, yeah. and there are refugees from that. Um, but those are the only two I can think of. Gotcha. Do you feel informed about the refugee crisis? Uh, no, I do not. No. <laughs> do you think, I guess, where do you see the most about it and where do you see the least? So, like, do you see a lot of news stories about it, social media posts, um, or do you not see anything? <laughs> just because I'm a Spanish minor. A lot of what I study has to do with Latin America. So I would say I'm relatively well informed when it comes to what's happening at the border. But other than that, I wouldn't say I had anything more than general knowledge. Mm -hmm. Do you wish that the news covered more um, refugee crises or we covered them in school more or anything? Yeah, I definitely think it's important to know about because a lot of people in the U.S., don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Okay, nice to meet you, Melissa. So um, I guess my first question for you is, how like much do you see like refugee-related news like on the TV, on a news app, or wherever so you get your news when from? when I engage in news, mm -hmm. I see refugee like news in the media quite a lot, but um, I don't really, you know stay as up-to-date uh, with news these days, I guess, you know, just time and life. Mm -hmm. And would you say, like, do you think the average college student is really informed with, like, refugee-related no. news? or okay. No. <laughs> For those of you who, like some of these students, feel uninformed about the refugee crisis, we want to help. We try to publish a wide variety of episodes on many refugee-related topics and keep up with current events impacting refugees as well.
We can't always be comprehensive, though, so you can always reach out to us on social media or by email with questions or requests for outside resources. I know I personally feel that the news does not cover refugee issues adequately, and before I started working on this show, I had a complete misunderstanding of what displacement looked like in the world. We hope our show allows you to learn alongside us as we listen to individuals who have lived through the experiences we see in the news. We also received some challenging questions from the students we interviewed. Here's what they were wondering. Are there any other questions you might have about refugees? Anything? I got no clue. Nothing? Um, I guess pretty much like how long do they stay here? Um, well, typically when they get here, they can apply for asylum. Um, mm-hmm. So they could eventually either become you know, U.S. citizens or stay until they um, it's safe to return to their home country. Okay. So. And how is that like? So typically when people are resettled, like that's a very, basically if people are resettled here, like they could go home if it's safe. But pretty much if you're getting resettled here, the government has determined that it's really unlikely that you're going to have the opportunity to return home. Yeah. So sense. like. They can't. Some of them like are able to go back later, but usually you're here for life when you once you're here. So people usually, it takes like ish years to become an American citizen, because mm-hmm. um, you have refugee status for a year and then you have a green card, and then okay, for the so night. then right. you can apply to be a citizen later. What about the people we took um, from Afghanistan? Um, they're so they're in the process of arriving. Um, actually, South Carolina is going to get. I think we're getting a couple hundred pretty Ooh, soon we're gonna be a thousand um, for sure then that's pretty exciting yeah <laughs> so they're basically they have a separate status called um parolee or evacuee status so they've been basically their the vetting process for becoming a refugee is extremely intense um but theirs has been expedited because of like the apparent need and u.s's direct involvement in the country yeah we caused um, it so yeah yeah so pretty much they're not letting anybody here without them having been vetted but the process usually takes like two or more years so okay. instead of doing that, they're doing it in a couple of months. But oh, yeah. so they're just like fast track refugees, basically. Yeah. Okay. It's a little bit like a, a, a lot of the red tape that you get to have like legal refugee status is being removed. Um, Friends in but, high places. Yeah. Yeah. So we're getting like 60,000. Um, and the, I think like the U.S. as a whole. We took 60,000 out of Afghanistan? Yeah. Not everybody's here yet, but that's like wow. the, that's the number that they're shooting. Yeah, I had no idea it was that many people. Well, I guess I'll just ask you what you think the most pressing refugee crisis is right now, because I'm not too sure about any of this. Um, most pressing? That's actually that's actually a difficult question, I think. So there's kind of a lot of them that are happening yeah. concurrently. Um, I, I guess I phrased that weird. So uh, what's the most recent one then? Most recent? Um, Probably one of the most recent would be Afghanistan. So there was already a, re- a lot of refugees from Afghanistan because oh, yeah, the, the region's been destabilized. Um, uh-huh. But with the U.S. withdrawal, the escalation of that has been really quick. Um, and there's going to be, I think, 60,000 Afghans coming to the U.S. Oh, um, okay. in the next couple of months, which is really, that's way more. We only resettled 11,000 people total this year. Yeah. So that's uh, a lot more than we've that had is, yeah. recently. Um As I mentioned earlier, the U.S. has actually resettled about 76,000 Afghans as of this episode's publishing. We recorded this in early December when the number was expected to be 60,000 by the end of the year. Venezuela is still a pretty fast-growing one. That one has been, since 2017, has escalated Mm -hmm. to almost, they think it's going to be 6 million people by the end of next year, I think. A quick note, I misspoke here. I meant to say the end of this year, as in 2021, not next year, as in 2022. Venezuela has possibly already passed 6 million, with the most recent UNHCR data from October of 2021 saying that 5.9 million people had been displaced from the country. What about, like, um, does Nicaragua have a lot of refugees, too? 
actually that's a good question um i think nicaragua does not have as many as like some of the other countries in central america like honduras and el salvador that yeah. and guatemala that make the news mm -hmm. um but actually nicaragua has had a lot of uh, refugees and asylum seekers in years past like with the sandinista revolution they had a lot around that time but yeah but a lot of people i mean that government is um essentially authoritarian so there are a lot of people that need to leave because they're being persecuted after getting this question, Claire did some research. I knew I had heard anecdotes in the news of Nicaraguans seeking asylum and had seen Nicaragua listed as a source country in statistics about asylum applications. But I was not sure how many Nicaraguans apply for U.S. asylum, actually. But here's what we found. In 2021, authorities detained over 50,000 Nicaraguans trying to cross the U.S. border illegally, up from 2,291 in 2020, according to Customs and Border Protection data. Nicaraguans once made up a tiny fraction of migrants in U.S. immigration courts. For decades, annual deportation filings were below 5,000. But in fiscal year 2021, Nicaraguans had the sixth highest number of deportations, just behind Mexico, according to TRACS data. More Nicaraguans have been fleeing to the U.S. in recent months. This jump in asylum seekers is probably caused by the political crisis plaguing the country after the government announced a cut to social benefits again. This led to demonstrations in which 328 people died as the government repressed the demonstrators. Do you have any questions for me? Um, I guess, what are, what are you guys trying to do with uh, the refugee crisis right now? Yeah, um, that is a great question. Um, so basically, we are um, a podcast, so we're called Seeking Refuge. Um, so we just interview refugees and refugee advocates. Um, so we're kind of trying to share their story. So we're out today because um, one of our projects for next semester is we're kind of trying to figure out what USC students know about the refugee crisis, what they want to know, um, and kind of make some of those connections between people that we've talked to um, and topics that students are interested in learning about. Okay, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah. 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 Cool. Thanks for talking to us. Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks. Those were our very own U of SC students talking about what they know about the refugee crisis. Check out our show notes below for extra resources and links. If we answered a question you had, or if you have another one you'd like to ask, let us know. You can follow and DM us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Refuge Podcast. You can also email us at seekingrefugepodcast at gmail.com. Send us your questions and thoughts. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen to this episode. This season, we have some new things in the works, including a short season on the asylum and refuge landscape of Charlotte, North Carolina. If you don't know, Charlotte is home to one of the toughest asylum and immigration courts in the nation, and we are going to find out why. Let us know if there's anything else you want us to cover this year. We hope to hear from you. As always, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next one.